Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Drink it in, man. Deep left side carry on, picks up a block, at the five, at the two. At the one to the end zone, touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in, man. Get up, Stafford throws. It is end zone. Caught! Oh, baby, what a catch! Kenny Galladay, you're a freak! What a catch! Touchdown Detroit Lions! I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. Drink it in. Welcome everybody to Detroit Kool-Aid. It's Friday. This is Griffka coming at you today. Uh, once again, we made it through another week, a little closer to summer. Um, once again, it is Friday, so everybody gets my weather report. Uh, gosh, it's cold here in Michigan again. There's a real chance of uh, some light snow showers tonight over the night because uh, we uh, are in the chance of having a hard frost. And uh, going into this weekend for Mother's Day, um, it's only supposed to be in the low 40s. And uh, it's going to be another cold uh, cold weekend here in Michigan. I'm starting to think this weather has kind of had that uh, Sybil personality. You never know what you're going to get. And that's uh, making it difficult. Last weekend was beautiful. This weekend's going to be chilly. But uh, hey, once again, Sunday's Mother's Day. And, you know, say hi to your mother. Give her a call if, you, if you're not going to see her. And tell her that you love her, you know. She's the big reason why you're here today. So, uh... Let's get into this here really quick. Oh, sorry, forgot, man. Yep, TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. So, um, this is uh the uh my episode at the uh, you know, Derek wanted to uh, do do a little back and forth on this, but uh, he put a few things out you know out there for me to respond to. So, um, I just want to talk about a couple other things as well. Um, there are a couple rumors out there that the Lions may be interested in. Uh, you know, signing Everson Griffin out there to play defensive end. Uh, once again, now when he played for Minnesota, he did seem to be a thorn in the side of the Detroit Lions. And it's going to be one of those deals. I would do one of those deals where more of it's going to be a uh, incentive-laden deal than anything. Um, try to get, squeeze the last little bit of football that he has left in him. I mean, he, is, he has been around for a while. I don't think he's going to be one of those big production guys. I mean, you're obviously not going to be looking to sign anybody. He's going to produce, you know, you know, you know, 14, 15 sacks, something like that. That's not what I would expect out of Everson Griffin if they were to sign him. But um, one, once again, it's one of those guys that would uh, put another bookend with uh, Trey Flowers on the other end, you know, give some uh, offenses something that they would really need to look at and uh, scheme for if, um, if he was on the Lions. Another rumor out there that um, I've read also is Marcel Darius, the defensive tackle from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, and once again, the Lions, you know, did uh, 
you know, spend uh, money in free agency to get uh, a defensive tackle, um, get defensive tackles, but still Marcel Darius, he, he's a good player. He's, once again, another one of those incentive-laden contracts. He's been around for a while. I, I'm a, I would only look for one-year deals on these guys. You know, I'm not looking to pay these guys an awful lot for them to come in here and do that. Maybe one year, you know, maybe like six, seven million if that. I know Derek will scoff at that. You know, he likes cheap players, so he'd be looking to pay some guy like, you know, maybe 1.5 or something like that because, like he always says, every dollar in the NFL is well worth it. And, you know, he's always crunching the numbers, pinching the pennies. But, hey, you know, sometimes, you know, you got to spend a little more to get talent if you really want it, especially if it's just a one-year deal. It's really not going to affect you that much. But that's what I would be looking for both of those guys right there. So, um... That would be the big thing. That's just a couple things that I, I've read, I'd be interested in. I'd be really interested, you know, what you guys thought about that. Once again, you can hit me up on Twitter at, at Grifka, DKC. That's at G-R-I-F-K-A-D-K-C. Um, or feel free to, um, you know, Derek's on there as well, that, at Derek Oakry. That's D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. And uh, as always, we do have the call in line there. Once again, feel free to call or text at 989 989- Two seven two three four eight four. Once again, that's nine eight nine two seven two three four eight four. So, um, a couple things that uh, Derek had mentioned on the Wednesday show. Oh, 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 first of all, you know, speaking of Derek, I did hear something that happened, and um, Derek had to uh, go see his doctor. Um, turns out, all he did was hurt his um shoulder and elbow though from patting himself on the back. You know, through the whole show on Wednesday, you know, that can be pretty pretty hard to do if um in if you're not used to it, but, you know, I'm surprised he did hurt his shoulder considering Derek does spend an awful lot of time patting himself on the back, you know, letting everybody know that uh, he's he's got the knowledge out there. He, he's got the knowledge. So uh, he'll have to wear an arm sling and let it rest, you know, let his arm rest. But chances are, you know, he'll be back at it, patting himself on the back, you know, letting him know that, uh, letting everybody know he's he's got the knowledge out there. He, he'll be out there dropping the knowledge. So uh, Derek, you know, get that arm and get that chicken wing, you know, uh, healed up, you know, that way it's not hurting you next, next Wednesday when, uh, you're uh, telling everybody that uh, yeah, you're dropping the knowledge how you have it there. So um, uh, one other thing too, um, I just want to say uh, congrats to Derek. Um, it was announced that uh, Derek won the Armchair General Manager Award um, based on his photos of his war room for the NFL draft. Um, Bob Quinn, you know, sent him a you know a telefax saying you know congratulations, you know you're obviously a big fan. He doesn't really have any Lions memorabilia in there, just a lot of names and uh, magnets up on the wall. So. Um, you know, once again, congrats. Maybe you will be welcomed at the NFL draft where you can announce maybe like the third or fourth round pick. You know, um, you, you may get to see the commissioner. You know, maybe, hey, maybe it's even next year when it's in Las Vegas. But congratulations on winning that, Derek. You know, um, once again, I'm, it, it is. It's a very cool room and it has been noticed and uh, Bob Quinn has liked that. So, um Maybe even he will uh, give you a call next uh, next year when he needs help, you know, making a pick, you know, third, fourth round. You know, you do watch all that film on all those players, you know, like you said, the 200 or so that you really do focus on. So uh, maybe he will want your opinion on that. So uh, congratulations on that, Derek. So um, one thing Derek uh, did mention that uh, I also wanted to bring up was uh, Jared Davis. Uh, yes, I did post on Twitter that I was happy that the Lions were not, you know, picking up his fifth-year option. And uh, as Derek said, I was, uh, I'm one of those guys that just kind of bags on him from the jump. I'm never, was never in his, you know, um, with him. Um, he said, I did like the pick, which I did. He, um, he really, sh- he showed out at uh, Florida. He had some speed, but obviously when he got to the pros, um, they were asking him to do other things that, you know, 
maybe Florida didn't ask him to do, such as, you know, play middle linebacker in the pros like you should. You should take proper angles to make tackles. You should be able to cover somebody out of the backfield when called upon, um, or at least stay, you know, covering somebody when they're just standing there on the field. You know, so he obviously didn't do that. Yeah, it's like I said, uh, he calls me the waffle maker, but hey, you know, like I said, watched him one season, saw that he couldn't cover his kids, you know, at bedtime, let alone cover a uh, running back out of the backfield. And uh, yeah, he missed many tackles, but you know, every once in a while, he has a sack here and there. So, you know, Derek likes him. You know, it's funny how Derek, like, he'll, like, bag on Bob Quinn and say, like, oh, he gets enamored with one person and he'll do whatever it takes to land him in the draft. But, Derek, you do the same thing with Lions players. You get enamored with them and you'll defend them to, like, the end. It's like and you're trying to be like, oh, but this or this and this. And like you said, you agreed with me that you were happy. He wasn't, you know, that they're not picking up his option because he hasn't played to that. He just didn't develop, Okay. It's it's one of those things where you were on him, thought he was going to be good from the jump. You always give, you always make fun of me because I don't like. I'm always like, hey, give him a chance to see what he can do. You know, let him play like a couple, two, three years to see how good he actually is. And then you're like, oh, oh, the the sky is blue. Oh, what a great day. Well, I'm sorry, I'm just not like he's great. Right after they draft him, like you do with pretty much like 95% of the Lions players, you're always on. You're always like talking about like oh they could do this oh and it's the kool-aid it's the kool-aid but you know like i said and you always bag on me for it prospects are suspects until they do something and he obviously didn't produce what he should be producing and i know matt pat came out and said oh he's still part of our plans well of course he's still part of your plans i mean who else are you going to put in there? I mean, yeah, you signed Ragland, but Ragland's slower than him, and you already have one slow middle linebacker in Chelani Tavai, so you're going to put two really slow linebackers out there? Fine, let him play, you know, and then just say, hey, congratulations, you know, thank you for hanging out, and you try to upgrade. You know, that's all it is. You just look to upgrade right there. And I'm sorry you didn't turn out the dog like you want. Maybe he'll go to some other team, have one good year, Eric Ebron style, and then just kind of turn into what he was. I mean, everybody bagged on the lines last year. Oh, look at Eric Ebron going out. Oh, I'm sorry, not last year, two years ago. He went to the Pro Bowl, and I was like, oh, gosh, they just didn't use him right. They didn't throw him the ball, all this and that. Well, then, you know, the Colts cut him because, like, oh, he quit on us. Well, obviously that one year was an anomaly. And so, hey, maybe Jared Davis goes someplace else. I know Ernie Sims was the same way. Everybody was like, oh, they didn't use him correctly. They didn't use him correctly. He went to Philadelphia, had a couple average years, and was out of the game. And, you know, he didn't get an extension either. So, you know, Jared Davis, am I happy to see that they're going to look to upgrade? Yeah, definitely. He just didn't develop. That's all it was. Yeah, I was happy with the pick. He brought speed to the linebacker. But when you're missing, like, just tackles, you're taking the wrong angles, not being able to cover, and it's proof after, like, three years. Yeah, three years is more than enough time to, to, to see what what you're going to be at middle linebacker. He's obviously not developing into, you know, a Jack Lambert, uh, Mike Singletary, anything like that. So, you know, Derek, you can keep bagging on me for it. That's fine. But am I happy that, you know, a first-round pick was busted by the Lions? No, I'm not happy that a first-round pick busted. You know, I've seen that before. And um, so it's just another one. And I'm sorry, you know, your favorite GM of all time, Bob Quinn, one of his picks, you know, busted, you know, in a first round. I'm 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 sorry about that. Would I like him to improve and be better? Yeah, definitely. But it just didn't happen and you could tell that after the first year. So that's one thing. 
and it's going to be like the same thing. Like you're always breaking on me. You're, you're always you're always cracking on me about Jelani Tavai. I call him a poor man's Chris Spielman. Oh, you're comparing him to Chris Spielman, and you're like, oh, I know what poor man's means. No, I don't think you really do. You say you do, but I don't think you do. Chris Spielman was not a three-down back. He didn't cover anybody. He didn't cover anybody. And I love Chris Spielman. He's one of my favorite Lions players of all time. But you know, in passing situations, he wasn't on the field because the the teams knew he wasn't fast enough to cover. And we all saw that Jelani Tavai's rookie year against New England in the preseason, where they just kept running James White out of the backfield. And he was always three steps behind. So he's a slow linebacker. He's a tackling machine, but he's a slow linebacker. Okay? You said it then, and I'll continue on it. Did I like the pick? Did I know who the pick was? No. I'm sure, Derek, you probably watched a little bit of film. Wait, no, you didn't watch film on him because you said you didn't. You had to go you had to go watch film afterwards. So once again, Mr. Draft Expert, how you always bust on me, you know, for, oh, you don't know these people. You just listen to me. Well, you didn't know Jelani Tavai either. So uh, there was a lot of people who didn't know Jelani Tavai. And once again, yeah, he's still a slow linebacker. He can tackle, but he's a slow linebacker. So that's another thing. So yeah, are the line, will the Lions need to upgrade that linebacker? Get some more speed out there? Definitely. Does it fit Matt Pat's, um, you know, style of defense? Obviously not. He likes those kind of those big, lumbering, slow linebackers. He's not interested in quick speed linebackers. It's just the defense that he likes to run. But it will hinder those guys because, one, they don't put enough pressure on the quarterback at this time. And, two, they obviously can't cover anybody. So maybe J.B. Collins, you know, that'll that'll work out, and he'll be able to pressure the quarterback more, maybe cover the tight end, cover running backs out of the backfield. I guess we'll have to wait to see that. Oh, oh wait. I'm supposed to already make that prediction like you would and say, oh, yeah, he's going to. He's all, he's, he's going to be there. It's like the second coming of Lawrence Taylor. W- why not? This is the Detroit Lions Kool-Aid. Why not wait to see exactly what he can do after a few games? We're just going to say, hey, he's going to be there. So that's, you know, that's just the state of the linebacking core now. Jared Davis will be gone next year. Jamie Collins is in. They're going to have to upgrade eventually because Jelani Tavai is too slow. It's kind of why I want, you know, wanted Simmons. You wanted Simmons as well, Derek. You like this tape. I like this tape. I like this. You know, I like watching his games at Clemson as well. So that's another thing is that, that um, I just wanted to touch base on. Um, another thing that, uh, you know, kind of gets me is like, you know, Derek's like talking about how, you know, he like beats me everything. Oh, he's so much more knowledgeable than me. He watches the film. He's got all this. And he always brings up washers. You know, it's like, dude, you play washers. I don't play washers. Okay. Oh yeah. We played Madden. I don't care. Okay. That's fine. I'm fine. If you beat me on that, if you want to continue to beat me up on that, cool. But it's like, we only play stuff you play. You ever know, you ever notice that? I mean, you want to go shoot around a golf? I mean, I haven't played golf probably in a year, but I'd probably kick your butt. I realize that has nothing to do with the Lions, but you ever notice we only do things that you play? So, hey, congratulations. You got beat up on somebody who doesn't play anything. And washers, you could have hopped into the washers game that was happening at our tailgate in Green Bay with, uh, you know, Paul from Tampa and his boys. Paul, once again, it was great seeing you and your gang, you know, meeting Mark and Jeremy and all the guys. And um, you guys brought washers, and I was surprised somebody else played it, but I'm not quite for sure why Derek didn't hop in the game. He told me that you guys had, like, a different scoring system or something like that. So, you know, uh, Paul, hit us up on Twitter on that, and, you know, maybe you you have a little more information why uh, 
Derek wouldn't hop in on the washers game there, you know, because he's always good at kicking my butt. But maybe when he took on other people that played, he, he might have struggled. Who knows? But uh, I know that has nothing to do with the Lions. But that was a great tailgate. That had to be one of our best trips ever, Derek. So um, that was a lot of fun, that game. And uh, that was a, that was a great tailgate. So there's a lot of good memories there. A lot of good memories there. So uh, um, another thing you did as you were talking about uh, the Fairweather Detroit fans. And um, you're always making fun of me. Same old Lions. Oh, he's Eeyore. Blah, blah, blah. Mike's like Eeyore. Yeah, you're you're right. Yeah, I've seen it before, but I, I guess I, I have a little bit of experience with it. I know how it feels to get punched in the gut over and over by this team. I guess I'd rather be Eeyore when it comes to the Detroit Lions than SpongeBob SquarePants like you, where everything's sunshines, rainbows, happy all the time. You know, no matter how good or how bad, they're like, la, 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 la. If you're just getting for, for enjoyment like that, that's fine. It's just if you're never demanding this team to be great, okay. I mean, that's you. That's where you That's where you make fun of me. I demand greatness from them after so many years. You're okay with a bunch of average guys. I'm sorry, Taylor Decker was com- is completely average. I know you said he's above average, which that's laughable on its own, right? Taylor Decker is not an above average left tackle. That is something where you need to get that through your head because that's not ha- – he's not. You could pull – I don't care. You could go pull anybody. You know, pull all the NFL, you know – GMs and ask, you know, ask him to rate the top 30, you know, tackles. I bet you Taylor Decker falls somewhere in the middle at best. The dude is not above average, and that's what you need to realize. Oh, you only see his few plays where he doesn't make it. You don't notice him most of the game. You're right. But when it's third and short and they have to pass it because they can't run behind Taylor Decker, supposedly your dog, your leader in the house, blah, blah, blah. You got a problem there. And I once again, I know you make fun of me for bringing up Anthony Munoz and, you know, Joe Thomas and Jackie Slater. But, yeah, when it was third and short, second and short, they were pounding the ball behind those guys, Though your Hall of Famers. Taylor Decker, yeah, he's completely average. So, sorry, Derek. I hate to disagree with you. Ping me on it. Make fun of me. It's okay. It's the way I feel about him. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's going to punch me at training camp, too. Yeah, that's not going to happen either because, I mean, really, once again, I'll just give him a stanky leg and run around him pretty much like every other defensive end does. But, okay, but, you know, obviously you think he's the rock of Gibraltar out there because he plays for the Lions and he was a first-round pick, you know, by your boy, Bob Quinn, and you don't want to see another bust out in the first round. Oh, you want to spend another first-round pick on a tackle? Yeah, if it's an upgrade. Duh! I mean, why wouldn't you want to do that? But, oh, we're fine there. I mean, that's like the dumbest thing in the world. Once again, if you look to upgrade and you can do it, you know, by replacing somebody who's completely average, yeah, if a Joe Thomas is sitting out there, yeah, you go take Joe Thomas. You don't sit there, well, we got Taylor Decker, we're okay. Yeah, okay, that makes zero sense at all. That's just, that. that's dumb. If it's there, you go take it. It's for the same reason why people were wondering, you know, why we wouldn't take, you know, People wanted like Tua. Would it be an upgrade? No, but it would be for the future. I mean, it's it, that wasn't going to happen either. They're behind Matt Stafford. They can't cut him, you know, and they can't trade him, you know, because that's a big cap hit. That wasn't going to happen. I mean, Taylor Decker, why, why would you look to give this guy uh, an extension? Oh, he's above average. Dude, no, he's not. And so making, you know, making fun of me, calling me fair weather when, when, only, when only they're good, well, 
that's crap. I mean, you can you can go be like I said, SpongeBob, you know, Derek SpongeBob SquarePants Oakry, and like everything's la la la, happy. Oh gosh, I'm happy the lion's on. Oh, oh gosh, I'm happy the lion's on. He's good. We can't get rid of him. Sorry, you know, you, you got to take those you know those Detroit Kool-Aid colored glasses off, and sometimes you really got to look at where the real problems are, and, and that's that's a real problem right there out there. So making fun of, you know, Lions fans for being fair weather, they still pack the house. And that's why, that's why Lions, you know, we're Lions fans. We hate it when other people make fun of our team. And, you know, if, if we can't make fun of our own team, you know, then I, I don't know that when you're like, go root for somebody else. And you're, you're that fan, the go root for somebody else. You're you're, you're such a, a big fan. Like, Go root for somebody else. Yeah, but you're you're the fan who will go to training camp, get an autograph. You're such a huge fan. You go get an autograph just to go put it on eBay. Okay? Yeah, that that's huge. Hey, how much did you get for? Do you still have your your um Glover Quinn jersey that the nicely cut one, his name and everything that he came over and signed for you, or did that hit eBay? Because I know the Darius Slay helmet when he was still on the team a few years ago, that hit eBay as well. And I mean the guy was a Pro Bowler, so. I mean, you're you're such a huge fan. You're such a huge. You're just you're just looking to make a buck. I mean, at least when I get the autograph, I keep the thing. I mean, but yeah, I'm the, I'm the one. I'm the fair weather fan. Okay, so you're obviously the fan just looking for profit then. Okay, um, let's do this here. Um, oh, sorry, one more thing I got to touch base on before taking a break here. And Derek was wondering about the NFL season. Um, you know, will there be an NFL season? Will the Lions be able to take advantage of it if it um if we do have one, because right now the over-under in Vegas is, uh, you know, six and a half wins for Detroit. And Derek said, you know, oh, they're way better than that. You know, uh, you know, and just as soon as the wheels fall off after one bad play, I'm quitting on the team and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. Okay. And then you, you gave, you said what, they're going to have eight, nine or 10 wins and make the playoffs. Well, okay. Well, 10 wins, you know, the odds are they will make the playoffs and get a home victory. So I will, I will say that you went out on a limb, said 10 wins, and they will, they will get a playoff victory. And then you said, but you prefaced it with like eight, nine, or 10. So yeah, eight, nine, and 10 are above six and six and a half wins. Do I believe they'll get more than six and a half wins? Yes, I do believe they'll get more than six and a half wins. Um, I guess I'd have to wait for to see what the schedule is. I know it came out Thursday, but I haven't got a real good look at it to sit down and say like. This is what I think their record would be. And I know you bag. I mean, oh, you always have them at 11 and 12 wins. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if we, that's, I'll take a few, I'll take a little more time. I'm sure next week we will sit down and break down the schedule and just give our initial gut reaction to it before the season starts. And we'll kind of like, okay, this is what we're looking at right there. We'll put a little time into it. And, you know, next week, one day we'll talk about it and see what we really come down to right there. So, um, do I, did I get more than six and a half wins? Yep. I'm going to guess this is probably a nine win team at this time. And they're going to be looking to, um, you know, make the playoffs. They'll still be in the hunt, but uh, we'll just wait and see what can happen there. So, uh, but yeah, I'm going with nine wins right now before I've seen the schedule make up. I, I glance at it, but before I really sit down and look at it. So uh, um, that's that part right there. Uh, let's do this. Let's take a pause for the cause, uh, pay some bills, and uh, we'll come right back and uh, finish up the uh, few other things that uh, Derek wants to talk about. So, uh, it's Griff, I'll be right back. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. 
poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back, everybody. Um, just a few more things I want to talk about here on the second half of the show. Um, one thing Derek mentioned was, um, you know, player extensions, because there's a couple guys on the team. Uh, first one I want to talk about, once again, is, you know, Taylor Decker. I mean, I talked about him on the first half. Uh, do I do I think they should extend him? And he said, you know, Derek's like he's you know, he's the leader in the in, in the locker room when it comes to the offensive linemen. Um, he's a dog, um, and he he would be looking for you know what I think he said what like three years if I remember correctly. Um, what and you know like you know what the twelve to twelve to fourteen mil for Taylor Decker. Uh, Taylor Decker. Taylor Decker can walk. I'm, I'm sorry. That guy, he can go. I've said it before, said it again. He's Jeff Backus. He's out there. He's completely average. He's going to go out there and play. He's not going to be spectacular. He's not going to be the guy that, um, you know, is going to be able to shut down any premier rusher that the left tackle usually faces. Sure, even the great left tackles usually get, you know, beat every once in a while. But uh, Taylor Decker's not that great. He can walk. There's upgrades out there. I don't care if we do it in the draft. I don't care if we go out and try to sign one, even though very difficult signing left tackles because they're generally probably one of the top three or four position paid players on the team. But uh, Derek's willing to give Taylor Decker, you know, you know, three years, 12 to 14 mil. Myself, Taylor Decker can walk. Kick rocks, dude. You know, take your old block O Ohio State, you know, tattoos on your arms and go block somewhere else because you're not blocking a dang thing in Detroit. You know, oh gosh, he makes a group, you know, PFF had him rated as one of the top tackles, you know, for a couple weeks. Big deal. He's average, so he had a couple good games. You hang your hat on a couple good games, and all of a sudden you think you're you're out there, you know, you, you got the, one of the premier left tackles. I mean, give me a break. Walk. See you later. I mean, you know, out the door. You know, get get out. See you, see you Taylor Decker. Bye. Uh, next guy, uh, Kenny Galladay. And now, um, once again, this is a guy, you know, as Derek admitted, he didn't know a lot about him when they drafted him. Uh, he wasn't even on the radar, and he was a third-round pick. Me, I didn't know anything about him either, to be honest with you. Northern Illinois, all I remember seeing a couple Northern Illinois games on, like, those Tuesday and Wednesday night games that uh, ESPN plays every once in a while. But, you know, you know, I've ate crow on this. I've said it a bunch of times. I didn't think he, you know, pan out being a third-round pick from a small school. And this guy's developed a lot more, a lot quicker than I thought. He's turned in one of the premier uh, wide receivers in the league. A lot of places and a lot of publications have him as a top-ten wide receiver. So uh, Derek's looking to give him four years and uh, 15 mil on the high end. But on the low end, uh, 10 to 12 million. So uh, 
this is one of those things that's a contract year. They have a contract year with Kenny Galladay. They have a contract year with uh, Marvin Jones. Um, Danny Amendola, I mean, yeah, it's a contract year. They sign him for one year. He's going to be one of those guys, if he's going to get it, you know, paid from somebody else, he, he may go do it depending on how this season treats him and he, how he feels right there. But that's three wide receivers that could be looking for, or at least two that are going to be looking for some sort of payday. So they're going to want the ball. So, Ken, Kenny Galladay is your number one, so he's going to be asking for it the most. I mean, the guy, he gets open, he makes plays. It, it, still, it still seems like both wide receivers, all three wide receivers are good enough where you just can't continue to roll coverage onto Kenny Galladay or Marvin Jones. Somebody's going to blow up. So if that's one of those cases where they roll it over to Kenny, Marvin Jones is going to get off. And then, you know, they roll it over to Marvin, Kenny's going to get off right there. So would I love to resign? you know, Kenny Galladay, of course, you know, four years, 15 million, that's 60 million, Eric, you know, and Derek, uh, you know, said some guaranteed money on the low end, 10 to 12, Kenny Galladay is going to get a lot more than 10 to 12, so that's a pipe dream, if you think he's going to give you a hometown discount for that, that's not going to happen, I think even 15 million may be a little light that Kenny Galladay is going to be at, you know, getting, based on his production, based on what he can do, you get it, he gets to a team where a quarterback can throw in the ball, some teams who's got some cap, some cap space, and they like him. Being that he's like a top 10 wide receiver, they're going to be looking to give him like maybe 17, 17.5 is what they're going to be looking to do. So that's out of your price range. So Derek's going to have to go back to the draft and take somebody else because that's what he does. He doesn't like to really sign any, you know, big proven talent. He doesn't like to break the bank on people. You know, once again, yeah, it hamstrings you down the line, but it just seems like the lines never push all their chips in and say we're going for it this year. They want to continue to do that, fine. But I think Kenny Galladay is going to make more than fifteen million. He's going to probably make about seventeen million on the open market. You know, you know if he has the year like he has been having. He's young. He produces. He catches the ball. He makes difficult catches. You know, he he's going to get paid. Now, Marvin Jones isn't going to get paid that much, so it might be one of those things where the Lions have to re-sign Marvin Jones because he's not going to get nearly as much simply because of his, of his age. So he's not going to make the same amount of money Kevin, you know, Kenny Galladay does. But you probably might be making around $17 million right there. So I'm guessing that Galladay, if if he's only going to get offered $15 million by Detroit, he he's going to walk. So I'm, I'm thinking more like $17 million for Kevin, for Kenny Galladay right there. Um Let's see, he also threw a couple prop bets out there that he wanted me to comment on. Um, let's see, he said, uh, Swift, getting over 1,000 yards. Is that going to happen? I would uh, bet my money in Vegas right now, no, that's not going to happen. So uh, he's not going to get 1,000 yards. Uh, it's going to be one of those you know teams that does a lot of splitting of backs, especially with on Johnson, and um, it, it, depending on who they're third one is they they do have a, a stable of running backs there and based on just what that offense does they like to you know they like to use the run set up the pass and I don't know if uh, Swift is actually your four minute offense running back I don't know if he's your pound the you know keep the ball pound him into the ground running back right there so I, I can't even tell you if Carrion is I mean if Bo Scarborough is on the team I mean he's more likely to do that he's a big bruising body right there he might be the guy like in there to try to finish off the game but uh, Swift over 1,000 yards, I won't say that. I'm going to say somewhere maybe, I'm going to guess around 750, um, 800 yards this season for uh, Swift. That would be my guess right there. So that's my prop back for him. 
Um, he said, uh, 12 plus sacks for Flowers. Now, he said, oh, I was all about um, Flowers when they signed him. They gave him big cash, and, you know, he was going to come in here and, you know, be a stud. And, you know, once again, he said, uh, you know, he brought up Reggie White, you know, how, it, you know, I thought he might be Reggie White or something like that. Okay, he signed a big contract, and, yeah, he did not produce early. And, once again, Derek's going to bring up injuries because, oh, it's injuries everything. If he would have known, blah, 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 it's injuries Derek, once again, I said it before, I said it again, there's nothing in the in, in a book anywhere or in the media guy that says, this guy was injured, that's why you only got that much. You know, you make it fun of me for just looking at the stats, but I know five years from now, like, what happened to Flower? Oh, oh, that's right, he got injured. He was injured early in the season, that's why. Well, what can we say about Snacks Harrison? Oh, the guy wanted out, so he just got fat. It doesn't matter. You know, in the end, it's down, It's it's black and white. He either did good or he didn't. The guy wasn't producing, you know, on his contract early in the year. He really came on at the end. And, oh, um, Griff, ha, 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 funny, you really picked up on him there. Yeah, you're right. He did. He started to produce near the end of of his, um, of the season. So 12-plus sacks, you think he can, what, just, you know, I thought, well, you said something like fall into, like, eight or nine of them. Now, Okay, yeah, I would probably go. He's probably going to have, like, I'll, I'll guess probably eight or nine sacks this year is what I'm going to go with Flowers right there. Once again, he's not he's not quick twitch. He's he's nothing like that. He's a powerful. He can bull rush you. He's got his move where he puts his, you know, that we saw the fake phantom calls. The game was just on NFL Network again the other night, the Monday night game in Green Bay. Um, yeah, he's got the power move like that that he can do. And uh, I think he's probably going to get eight or nine sacks this year. That's That, that would be my guess. Um, he said uh, Tracy Walker is going to make the Pro Bowl. Um, I could see that. I, I really could. Derek, I have to agree with you on that one. I think he's developing nicely. I know they brought in a few other safeties right there to for him to compete against. But um, I do. I like his athleticism. I think he's rangy. He's coming to that that time where it's just, it's kind. Of, I don't want to say make or break. It's going to be that time where he's got to show that okay, you're going to be one of the guys on our defense that we're going to build around here for you know a few more years. You know. Yeah, do we want to pick up your fifth-year option? Are you the guy that we depend on at safety? Yeah, I think uh, Tracy Walker could do that. So, you know, going out on a limb saying he could make the Pro Bowl, yeah, I, I like that, Derek. I really do. I, I can't argue with you on that one. I like Tracy Walker a lot myself. So, yeah, I'll go with that. And then uh, your last one was, uh, you know, your boy T.D. Hawkinson. Um, eight to ten touchdowns this year. Uh, once again, um you always say that I proclaim that I hate T.J. Hawkinson based on they drafted him. Uh, once again, you know, like I always say, I just don't like drafting tight ends in the first round, especially this high first round. He was a number eight pick. Once again, your top ten picks should be your game breakers. They should be your stalwarts. They should be the guys that everybody, the defenses and the offenses, are looking to game plan for. And right now, T.J. Hawkinson is not that. I know Tony Gonzalez said that, well, you know, he could turn into something really good. And he's like, oh, we'll work together. Cool, man. Happens all the time. I get it. I understand. Randy Moss went and worked with Chris Carter, and Randy Moss turned into a Hall of Famer. You know, that's great. I mean, if he turns into a Hall of Famer, great. Once again, just didn't like the pick at number eight, okay? Eight to ten touchdowns this year. And once again, I'm back to it. There's so many weapons on this offense. And, I mean, you're like, oh, we blew out against, you know, the Cardinals. And then, like I said, wait till defenses adjust. 
defense has adjusted to him. And then you're like, well, he got injured. Once again, doesn't matter. There's no star in the playbook saying, well, TJ Hawkinson was hurt. That's how come he didn't get 1,000 yards and, you know, 10 touchdowns like I went out on a limb as a rookie. It just doesn't happen. Gosh, admit that crap. It doesn't happen, Derek. I mean, it's just rookie tight ends don't get that. Even the special ones, it still takes them a few years to develop. So I said, give them a couple years. Once again, if defenses, if offenses scheme for him to get open after defenses are already adjusting to him, fine. Yeah, he can become a great player. But, you know, calling him great just because you like him, you liked his tape at Iowa. Oh, I really liked his tape. I watched a lot of hours for him, blah, 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 blah. I mean, I mean it was him and Noah Fan. I mean, they had to guard two guys, and generally college linebackers in the Big Ten aren't the speediest. And yeah, he was bigger than a lot of safeties that he had to go against. So to say that's going to happen in the pros, defense is adjusted, at, and they took him down. They, they were able to shut him down, they were box him out. And you can watch a few games, you said they didn't use him right. There was a few games that were actually trying to force-feed him the ball. And it's just like, Stafford, somebody else has to be open. They're, they're covering, they're just trying to get him the ball, obviously. I mean, so to say that they weren't trying to get him to him, fine. But he was a, let's face it, he was a rookie. And you had two established wide receivers on the outside and one in, and one down low. You know what? You say stuff, but those guys are going to want their, 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 their balls. They're going to want the ball so they can get paid. And it's going to be even tougher for them this year, considering Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones are both free agents. They're going to want the ball so they can get paid. Okay? So to say, like, they're not using TJ Hawkinson, right? Yeah, it may be. He's not the number one option on this team right now. Third, you know, you know, third at best. So eight to ten touchdowns, that's going to be a lot of drive stalling at, you know, inside the 10-yard line for that to happen. I mean, eight to ten, I mean, that's that's pretty average for a tight end. But just to, you know, I'm sorry, I'm going to use one of them because I know you like when I say this. I'm just going to tweak your nose. I'm going to say he gets seven touchdowns. There you go. He gets seven touchdowns, and he's probably going to get about 750 yards this year. You know, you know, decent to good numbers for for your 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 run of the mill tight end. Sorry, he's not Rob Gronkowski. You know, he he's not. You know, and you you want to bag on me? Plenty of great tight ends go in later later rounds. I mean, pff, you know, I think I said it. You know, uh, Gronkowski was a second round pick. Kittle probably one of the better you know top three tight ends in the league. He was a fifth round pick, and the line spent their number eight pick on a tight end when they needed a linebacker. Bush was out there. Bush had a great year in Pittsburgh. But, uh, you know, we took a tight end. Yeah, he got hurt, but he got hurt. There you go. Ifs and buts, candy and nuts. If you, what, I mean, if he doesn't get hurt, he's still not coming near those numbers that you proclaimed, Derek. It wasn't going to happen, okay? They weren't, they weren't using him right. No. Once again, it just doesn't happen for rookie tight ends. So, once again, I will go with under 1,000 yards for Swift. Um, I will go with uh, fewer than 12 sacks for Flowers. T-Walk Pro Bowl, I'm with you on that, Derek. That's that's a good one. I really like that one. And Hawkinson, seven TDs. So, uh, I know uh, Derek will you know, listen to this, and like he'll come back on Twitter and poke fun and blah, blah, blah. But, hey. It's fine, man. That's we're, we're fans, man. You know, that's what we'll do. We'll chat. We'll chat it up. We'll laugh about it later. Um, maybe share an adult beverage. You know, have a you know drink over an adult beverage and uh, talk about this podcast. So once again, feel free to contact us on Twitter. I'm at at Grifka DKC. That's at G R I F K A D K C. And uh, at Derek Oakery at D E R E K O K R I E. Uh, once again, uh, subscribe to us. Uh, leave us good feedback. We always like to hear from you guys. Once again, we have the call in line as well. That's uh, 989 989- 
989-272-3484. Um, once again, 989-272-3484. Call or text, man. We would love to hear from you guys. I know a few people on Twitter, you know, mentioned that the call in line's there. You know, we'll, you know, if it's a good text, good call, we'll, uh, we'll read your comments and uh, any questions you have for us. So uh, once again, um, that's all I got here. This is Drift coming at you. Mother's Day, call up your mom, tell her you love her. She's the reason why you're here. And uh, once again, everybody, have a, uh, have a good weekend and uh, drink it in. Go Lions! Drink it in!